Hi, guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Being Made, the podcast where we are talking about all your favorite books. And I feel like you guys have been sleeping on this book, so I can't wait to talk about it. But I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. The late hi there, guys. Sorry, I had to unmute. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Uh, so we are back to talk about a book, and I said it two seconds ago, but a book that I felt like had been slept on a little bit. The book we're talking about today is the Witch Walker series, and the book, the first book in the series is called The Witch Collector. And I've seen bits and pieces of people talking about it on TikTok, and I think I had sent it to the group chat. Was that the first one, or did you guys send it also? No, no you sent it because I think you said that Rosie, A Court of Thorns and Rosie, had recommended it. And at the time, we were like, oh, we need some books. And then we're like, oh, she's recommending something on the list. She is a verified and trusted source. Green check mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a verified user. And I really feel, I know we have obviously thoughts on this, but this is a good book. And so I'm going to go. Go right off the bat and Don't say, say it. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say, this is a good one. Okay. This is a good I one. Think- if you haven't heard of it, I think you guys should put it onto your on your list. And I think a couple maybe DMs have talked about it too. So if you're one of those people, apologies for not calling you out specifically. We get a lot of DMs. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, we have lots of notes, lots of feelings. I'm going to put my finger down. I don't know. You had your finger up this entire time. And I'm like, is she, does she have something else to add? I can't tell. No, I just know what you're going to say. And I was like, I uh, don't uh, want to do the comparison yet. Because I think nope. that is coming from the podcast. That is a bold statement. A and bold. we cannot it's a hot take. just like just throw it out randomly. I have hot takes. I think it needs Listen, to be a consensus. I have hot takes. Um, um, you know, that, uh, I don't mind being loosey-goosey. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait and we're going to say we have so many thoughts and feelings and like a bold hot statement, but please hold while we talk about our questions from Spotify. Our friends, you guys. Our friends. The people we love. As a reminder, we put questions up on the books that we've read and covered in the podcast over on Spotify where you guys can engage and give us your thoughts and feelings on these questions that we've said. So we're going to head over to there and talk about some of the questions y'all have answered. So the first question comes to us from page B. Girl, you got a couple on this, and I say, I see you and I appreciate you for engaging with us. The first question comes from the Crowns of Nyaxia series where we said, who's the bigger villain in this series? So I guess spoiler alert, you know, Septimus or Nyaxia? And she said, Septimus seems like the obvious villain with sketchiness in his own agenda, but Nyaxia is the overarching villain like Maeve from Throne of Glass. Yes. She's always in the background manipulating everyone. Absolutely. I think that's fair, but like Maeve was fucking evil. Like Maeve is like on a different level, but so is her. but she seems like petty, like high school drama bitch. Like I'm petty like, I'm Lavinia just out to ruin your from life. Zodiac petty level. I feel that Nyaxia's like a Regina George. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so you agree. You think you're really pretty. You think you're pretty pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was like, why am I friends with you guys? Because you love us. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. So fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. (laughs) Anywho. Okay, we're going to get off this. So the next question comes to us from Courtney. And she answered the question, what is your favorite mass verse theory? Is there one you think we should be talking about? And she said, the 
Danica Wolfstar one is my favorite. And I have to say, I agree. This one was it's a really good one. It blew my mind. One. She said, I was doing dishes while listening and nearly broke a glass after screaming, oh my God, shut the fuck up because it's so <laughs> good. It is. It is so good. We had the same reaction. No, I think I, I was just like deep in thought and I was like, holy shit, my mind I just exploded. I goosebumps into- reading it to you guys again. <laughs> she said, it makes way too much sense. I'll have to reread the Jessica one though. Fair. Fair. The Jessica one I think was good too. Uh, we also have – Danica Danica. Is that one nope. of the ones while you're pausing? <laughs> Uh, Do nope, I have to help I'm you with the name? Kiba Nightingale? Uh, sure. That sounds correct. The next one comes to us from Kiba Nightingale. She answered the question, after this book, meaning Akatar, do you think Tamlin deserves a redemption arc? I love that the Tamlin redemption arc continues to be a dividing force amongst our listeners. But she said he must work for it. He has potential and good intentions, but very, very poor execution. That's That sounds like our man, Tammy Tam. Uh, he's so – I just like – after all this time, I kind of just chalk him up to being like the immature jock from high school who just never had chance to grow up and just keeps making dumbass decisions, but still has a very, very, very smaller than an acorn size heart of gold. No, I'm still mad at him this week. <laughs> you know, I didn't think you were going to say heart of gold. <laughs> They're going to say like a very, very, very tiny child baby dick. <laughs> a micro penis. We asshole. already know he has that. <laughs> like he's trying to bring, bring dick energy to it and he doesn't have it. No, you know, when I read it, I get like very upset because I'm like, that's abuse, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's fucking wrong. But it's been like months and I'm like, oh, we're not okay. over it. She's not over it. Maybe I'm not. not. I'm never over it. I just, I don't know. I want to see more with him, but I want to see him with Elaine and I want Elaine to be evil because I think she needs some sort of like personality trait and yeah. being evil is the best thing ever. Besides so, plants. <laughs> no offense to the plant people out there because no. the three of us are like plant people. Plant Actually, people. I know two of us. I don't know if Hilda has any plants. Nope. I, she's given us a weird face, so I'm going to go ahead and say she's no. She's a cat lady though, so I feel like that's equivalent. Yeah. I have, a, I have a cat that would probably eat all my plants, yes. but no, things things die. At my hands all the time. Sounds Murderous, so are you? Like that I'm sounded a really bad. That sounded yeah. No, I can't keep plants alive. I was gonna say, what book did we recently read that he was like, "Oh, you murderous little creature." Uh, uh <laughs> could be isn't a couple. That usually, Castile. No, he says something different. No, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, Zayden from Fourth Wing. I mean, calls her violence. I don't know. All of these and or uh, Araya. Maybe they all start to blend. Wait, which one's Araya from? Oh, wait, yeah, Crowns and Iaxia. Yeah, I think maybe it's her. Well, we like our girl Stabby. We do. We do. We like a Stabby Queen. Uh, next question comes to us from MS. Or next answer, she said she answered the question: Did you finish reading Beyond the Veil? And if yes, how do you feel about it? She said, "I haven't finished it, and I don't know when I will." This didn't really help my reading slump, which has been so bad. It's just so boring. Well, Emma, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Some of still us not, didn't still finish. Not, still not over it. <laughs> it's me. It's I have not finished. I'm still on page one. I'm still debating whether you've actually started it. No, no, no I, I read the first like two chapters. No, 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 no two paragraphs. Uh, again, two paragraphs. You- you know, no one needs to. This should not bump up or trump anything in your TBR. Just listen to the podcast. But I wanted to go back and read 
the parts that you guys recommended just for spice sake. Um, but even that wasn't even like, ooh, let me go on over. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm good. I'm done. No, either that that's not worthy of a reread. Uh, coming up next, the next question is, think fast. Who are your four characters that are on your why choose list? Page B says, I've thought about this a lot and it changes with my mood, which is fair. But her why choose is Cassian. Yes. Rowan. Yes. Lance. Yes. Yes. Fight for your mans. And Ryder. Ryder, yes! (laughs) Another Ryder. Another Ryder die. (laughs) Love it. Welcome to the Ryderkins crew. She does say alternates are Reese, Raph, Darius, and Fenris. I really like the Fenris on her alternate list because I don't think he gets a lot of love. Fenris doesn't get a lot of love at all. Is he the one that dies or is it his twin? Or is it his twin? Grave Graveriel? No, Gabriel yeah. wasn't his twin. Oh. I don't know. Ugh, I really it's been need a to minute. It's been a while. Series. Yeah, it's um, been a while. Can we talk about Wrath for a second there? Because I feel like we don't ever talk about him. And for whatever reason this past month, I have been missing him. And really? I only read his book once. And I feel like I need to reread it. Well, we're going to be able to be int- reintroduced to the world come November. Maybe that's what it is. That I keep seeing her post. And I'm like, Ugh, I miss this man. I I don't know that I miss him yet. I, don't know I think I, I just miss missed him. the story. I like the story a lot. And yeah. I feel like I didn't fully obsess over it the way I needed to because I probably like jumped into something else immediately. I appreciate him a lot. Yeah. I think I was just I'm- let down with all of the different fantasies that we have been reading and it hasn't been hitting the mark. And I was like, this book actually did hit the mark and I wasn't like all obsessed over it at the time. And I'm like, I regret my choices. I should go back and reread it. I think it's a solid white choose page. Solid. Next question comes to us again. Who do we think is the, the bigger villain in the series? Crowns of Nyaxia, Septimus, or Nyaxia? Colleen G says Nyaxia. The book was so hard for me to push through, and the random time jumping threw me off because it was never consistent. Valid. Totally valid, Colleen. I feel like dual timelines are sometimes really difficult for people if they have like a one track. They're like, I just want to know the story. If you wanted to give me the past, like give it to me at the beginning of the book. Yeah, or like it's alternating chapters where we're still moving forward. Yeah, I, I think it was done better in the first book. It was a little clunky, I think, in the second book. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Next but also question. the pacing on the second oh. book was just rough. So the pacing, overall, oh, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I wonder, and I know she even admitted that. So I'm wondering if in the next series we'll get if there'll be improvements to that. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Honestly. I can't stop thinking about the second book and their shit bath. That's what really <laughs> stuck with me. I mean, it's really fair because honestly, every time it comes up again, I keep thinking how they're just sitting in warm shit water. Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel like the water's going anywhere and it's just, oh, we're all so festering. Bad. So bad. That's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's like honest. the swamp ass times 100. It's all over your body. It's swamp, swamp ass all ocean. over your body. Yeah, like a swamp tsunami. And Ugh. in your body because every you orifice. Know. Ugh, uh, stop. stop. And they're just like, I am so clean. And we're like, are you really though? And what w- the other people that have to come directly after you are now like, well, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's like a mixture of shit and semen all in there. Yes. Ugh. You're like, so much shit, baby. <laughs> for my Ugh. afternoon bathing. 
I think you've ruined it for everyone now. You couldn't find a stream anywhere else to just like take like a, a rinse off. Have you ever heard of a bucket stand outside of the water? Like, you know, when you um, go to those hotels that are have the pool and the beach and they have like the showers before and they're like, please rinse off before you hop into the pool yeah. if you come from the beach so you're not bringing the salt water into. They could have some sort of Weren't they like system on the like cliffs that. of like Nyaxia's ocean or something or Nyaxia's hook? Water well, was Well, I think they ended up going inland and so inland is desert. Okay. That being That being said – you could have scooped up some water outside of it and rinsed off before you dove right that in. That being said, all they had to do was introduce soap. Even soap. Even soap. It. If soap you're using it, it inside the same water, you're just making soapy, dirty water. It, I feel like just the introduction of soap would have made it better. <laughs> the shit bath. <laughs> It'll never not be funny to me. Um, next question comes to us. Uh, next answer comes to us from Madison M. She answered the question: Do you like the current Poppy cast Kieran dynamic, or are you as creeped out as the host? She said, "I hate it. It takes away from Poppy and Casile's intimacy and the integrity of their love, and they all deserve better." Madison, yes, yes, yes. I agree. Thank you for putting into words what we could not beyond like ick. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, you're a lot better with your so words. So much than better us. with your words. <laughs> Do you want to host a podcast? <laughs> All right. The next two answers come to us from Allison Catherine M. She answered, Do you think General Sorengale from Fourth Wing knows about Brennan? And she said, She sure does. I think she knows about the threat, the revolution, and the crack theory. So, and so did her husband, and it got him killed by Melgren or Marka. <gasps> Wait, see chapter five excerpt from Lilith. Ooh. We're going to have to go back to this. We're going to have to Reverse, reverse. Allison, you're bringing well, – not only are you list. bringing feelings, but you're bringing the receipts for us to go back and look at. This is good. This is good stuff. We're going to have to add this for the next show after we research. Uh, do you know I, I – maybe you guys realize this and I just failed to realize it, but in the beginning when, when they're setting it up, like this is the – the documentation of what happened as written by some person and it was the friend that they meet in the library the scribe, who, yeah yeah yes oh you guys knew this okay well well like, it took Whoop. me a while i think i saw somebody post about that yeah it's like a tiktok about it and then i realized yeah holy crap i did not catch that to be fair i read most of this book when liam's in the hospital so no i mean that's valid I knew it was important. It was playing out somewhere else in this book, and I think I had linked it. I don't know. I'm this just didn't seem surprising to me. So I, I don't know. I think Maybe you guys clocked it earlier than I did. We, I'm sure there will be a fourth wing unhinged fan theory for us to go back to and, and deep dive into. So Allison also answered, "What is the main reason that Dane sucks so much? Because he's a blonde male, or because he's an insecure wannabe?" And she said pretty accurately, "He is an insecure man boy." With a micro penis. Just kidding. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't we care don't to know. know. That's the important part. No, but he's acting like it. Dane. Dane, Dane, Dane. Who knew you would be this year's fuckboy? Dane is the bane. <laughs> Dane of is our the existence. Bane. Dane is the bane. Well, thank you guys all so much for engaging with us on Spotify. All these questions are up so they don't disappear. You can go in, pop your your thoughts, your unhinged theories, your receipts. Tell us why we're wrong and what we thought. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we'll talk about it live on air on our next podcast episode. So let's go back to the book at hand. Again, we covered The Witch Collector. 
the first book in the series by Sarisha Weeks. And again, I feel like this was a book, you know, Fourth Wing came in on a crazy fan base. It just came in on TikTok. It flew in out of nowhere. It took over everything. And I feel like this book should have had the same fanfare associated with it. It was underhyped, and I think it is more hype-worthy than Fourth Wing. And I get it. A lot of people like Fourth Wing. It has a lot of angst. There's that lovers to enemies. I get the vibes, but the vibes weren't fully there for me. However, this book is one of the best fantasies I've read this year. I have to agree. I have to agree. And before we get into that and our more thoughts and feelings, I do want to shoot it over to Hilda to give us the book cover synopsis. So shout out to Amazon or the publisher uh, for putting this on. So a book cover synopsis. And by book cover synopsis, we mean before you do your dramatic reading. This is our let's do a five-minute recap accurately in five minutes versus our 20-minute TED Talk. So more like one-minute, one-minute recap. One-minute recap. Um, And Hilda, you have the floor. Thank you. Raina Bloodgood has one desire. Kill the Frost King and the witch collector who stole her sister. On collecting day, she means to exact murderous revenge, but a more sinister threat sets fire to her world. Rising from the ashes is the collector, Alexis Thibault, the man she vowed to slay and the only person who can help save her sister. Thrust into an age-old story of ice, fire, and ancient gods, Reyna must abandon vengeance and aid the witch collector or let their empire and her sister fall into enemy hands. But the lines between good and evil blur, and Reyna has more to lose than she imagined. What is she to do when the witch collector is no longer the villain who stole her sister, but the hero who's stealing her heart? Bravo. Bravo. Wow. What a dramatic interpretation. Um, Also, if you're listening and you have the hookup for audiobook narrators, Hilda is officially taking jobs, even though she never said it. (laughs) I am doing that for her because the podcast needs some fun. So you keep going and we're gladly going to take this on because she did amazing. It reminded me of one of those movie trailers where like, in a world. (laughs) (laughs) So good, Hilda. So good. So if you haven't read this book, and you seem interested in it, and you want to pause right here before we start on our spoiler section, I highly encourage you go read it. If you still want to carry on and want to learn all about it and then go read about it after the fact, by all means, do what your heart desires. But the spoilers are here now. So come on. Here now. And I want to get into our thoughts and feelings before you know we tell you what happened to this book. <clears throat> but we alluded to it earlier, and I just want to get it Get it on the record. And I'll kick off with my thoughts and feelings on this. I freaking love this. I loved it. And here's my hot take. It's better than Fourth Wing. 100%. Yes, it is. 100%. I will agree with that. It is better than Fourth Wing and much more underhyped than Fourth Wing. And Absolutely. I Here's an even hotter take. This, and I hope – This is only coming for us from reading one book, but this is giving me Akatar feels. 
And I think when we've seen all those TikToks where they're saying, if you like this book, you'll like this book. If you like Akatar, you'll like this book. This is what I'm feeling is so far the most direct comparison from an SJM book to a non-SJM book giving you the same feels. I think it's more from the quality to writing, the plot points, and the overall like world building along with the magic mm-hmm. versus just like let's dump a whole bunch of tropes into a book and get the readers feeling the angst, the love, and all this stuff. Like I did enjoy this book. I don't know if it's I can say it's Akatar level yet. I think that it has the potential and I'll let you know by the time we end up with the third book because I think the second book is usually a hit or miss for me when it comes to this and it's either going to make or break the series for me. Right. So hopefully these are not preemptive words that I'm speaking, but I'm just saying we are on an upwards trajectory to Akatar. Upwards trajectory towards Akatar feels. Upwards trajectory towards Akatar feels. Thank you, Hilda. I'm on my third glass of wine, you know? So I agree with you Caitlin, I think we all agree very strongly um, that this book was excellent. It is probably the first book that we've read that if you compare it to Akatar, we're like, oh yeah, like the hype comparison, I think is definitely, well, not the hype comparison because nobody's really hyping it up, but like to say, if you like Akatar, you're going to like this. Yes, I think this is the first book that is truly like really valid, has the most Akatar like. Um, experience and I think it's the writing style like she's a very good writer um the way that SJM is and it's not like choppy I wish I knew how to describe when like I read the first couple of lines and like I know it's going to be a good book or not and I read the first line here and I was like oh this is good and I got into it right away as opposed to like having to read a little bit before you know I got it I got into you know, it. I actually enjoyed her writing, and I, I agree. I think it's one of the around and say like, "Yeah, this writing is good." I was like validated. Um, I've finally been listening to Hilda long enough, and now I have the English degree that she has just by association <laughs> through osmosis from listening it to it so yes. many times. And you know, I will. I think maybe I rate too highly on books, but to this one, I I agree. This one is it's just freaking good. And if this is you have not read it, I really think strongly feel that you should. And if you have Fourth Wing and this book on your TBR, put this one up ahead. And then you can tell us. You tell us. That should be the Spotify question. Which one did you like better if you have read See, both? Fourth Wing is yeah. good. I didn't love it because I didn't understand why it was so hyped up. Because I was just like, oh, it's an average book. The writing was subpar. Um, it was just eh. I, I mean, was, I liked it. It was good. It was good, but I think it was overhyped. Right. So in terms I, of like, this is so much like Akatar, and then it's not. It was good, but it wasn't Akatar good. I said, yeah, I think it was like silver it was so or bronze hyped metal. up. If, like you said, Fourth Wing, the hype around Fourth Wing was around this book, and then I read this book, I'd have been like, that shit tracks. That is valid because this book is phenomenal, and the hype was worth it. Hype was worth it. So if you read this book, go hype it up because it's well worth it. Yes. I should say, uh, you know, at the beginning, I should have said this earlier, so sorry. I believe this is book one in a three-book already out series. Book four comes out this November, I believe. 
Yep. Yeah, and there's going to be a book five in the summer of 2024. And I'm not even mad about it because no. yeah, the first book was it. so good. I was like, let's go. Give me all the books. Um, Ma'am, can you send us some arcs because I need it now. I haven't even gotten to the second book, but I need the fourth one now. And even our text messages when we're going through this, we're like, uh, guys, this is – I was is, nervous to say. This is good. Because I was the first one that started and you guys were a little bit behind me. And I was like, um, so anyone else has started? Because like – this is good, and I don't want to jinx it, but so far, I'm at like 15%, and it's good, good. And then Hilda comes around, and I think she's at like 21%, and she goes, yeah, no, this is good. And I was like, yes. I was no. really nervous because on multiple occasions, I've been like, oh, this is good. And then I've been disappointed later on. Mm-hmm. Like The last 75% Demon Queen, percent, yeah. Demon Queen trials, I feel like I'm still not over being devastated how – much See? I did not enjoy that. That's why I don't like to say, oh, it's giving Akatar vibes until at least the second book, because like the second book is a turning point. Mm-hmm. Second books are tough and it's like the second season of a TV show. So it's a make or break. Yeah. It'll tell you I which think, direction we're going in. I think Bridget and I are like, it's really good. Don't want to play the Akatar card yet though, because we don't want to jinx it. But Caitlin, I appreciate your optimism and how you're just open to love. Open to love. I'm your glass half full book reader. Well, my glass is currently empty, so that's the type of book reader I am. I am three quarters of the way full. So I feel that is – I am cautiously optimistic that this will continue again on the upwards trajectory. Uh, I also want to say that I really enjoyed this book. So we have our two main characters that obviously there's some love connection there. And I really loved that they didn't end this book with them hating each other. Where so many times that happens where we see the two characters have romantic feelings and then for whatever reason they try to save the other person or they're trying to protect the other person and they suddenly pull back on this feels and then book two starts up where like the, the, the romance has gone cold. And I really think it's refreshing that they're going to the next book as a strong team. And we really don't get that from our book Love One Interests. Well, also what I really found refreshing was that we got to the end of the book and she wrapped it up so nicely and it wasn't on a cliffhanger where I could put down this book and enjoy my life and not be dying to start the next book. Even though I immediately downloaded it, I was like, I'm good. Like I'm confident in the ending, in their love coming up. I'm not traumatized. We did go through some shit, but I'm good right now. She loves us as a reader is basically what I'm telling you. Because she did not put us through the emotional ringer on the very last page and said, see you next time, and you have to wait for the next book. I agree. So and sometimes I, when you get to those end ending high percentages when you're in the, the 90s, you're like, oh, shit, where are you going to leave me? Where are you going to drop me off from this? Right, and she and set us up nicely to go into the next book where they're about to take off on a journey together. Yeah. hmm Yeah. No, it was – again, it was well-written um, – and I'm really glad we read it. Me so too. Um, the main character, Raina. That's what we're saying her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The name, the main character, Raina, um, does not speak. And I love that it is not part of a curse or a byproduct of her magical abilities. It is just who she is. And she uses a variation of – and I, I know the author sets it up very well at the beginning, so forgive me for not – quoting this correctly but it's basically a a variation of um american sign language but sign languages are different i didn't even know this they're different in different dialects there's british sign language american sign language 
did not know this, but she sets this up very, very nicely. And I love to see that that is so fully represented in this book. Right. And so it's not for- a trope or a reason. There's not a reason for it other than just being her. Yeah, she just is. And people accept it and she's worked around it. And, you know, it is what it is. So she said it's signing exact English is the type of signing that they use in the book. If in case you were wondering, she does put in the author's note. So if you're reading it, I encourage you to check out the author's note beforehand because it does give good information Mm -hmm. and sets you up for the tone of the book. Now, let's get into this main character, man. Uh, I think this is just a book talk person bookstagram trait at this point where every main character we're like that's henry cavill this is henry cavill this is henry cavill with blonde hair this is henry cavill with the beard and i could not stop picturing this witch collector as henry cavill with the beard so much so that i popped a little picture in there for the two of them to just feast their little eyeballs on i'm like this is your witch collector and henry cavill with the beard that man is unstoppable come collect me anytime boo I'm gonna need you to start submitting Henry character as the MMC photo for every set of notes that we do. I will happily. Um, Now I am spoiled. I'm glad you said it was Henry because you know I always go Henry, but this is the first time I did not go Henry. (gasps) Really? This is shocking. uh Really? I didn't Mm -hmm. go Henry either. This is classic Um, Henry. This is classic witch collector with a beard. So you guys know Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. Yes. He's also yeah. in Citadel. That's who I was picturing. And I didn't even find him attractive in Game of Thrones, but I've been watching Citadel. So in my head, I was like, oh, it's him with like more scruff, like how he was in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So, so. I accept. I found a fan art or like a fan casting with Can Yaman. He, I, all no, people casting. Very, very fine looking man. Yes. Delicious. I think he's a Turkish actor. Yep. They always use him as like the stand-in for Cassian in fan yes. casting. Um, but I saw him and I was like, you know what? I kind of was getting Cassian vibes without the, you know, mm-hmm. wings and tattoos. So now that is my um that is who I picture, although I will never say no to a picture of Henry Cavill. Um, but anyways, I felt like he kind of gets an honorable mention on the list. Of my white shoes, just because. Ooh, honestly, I put that as one of my Cassian. points as well. He he has the potential to be on my white shoes list because he came in strong. Like I was I'm like, gonna need okay, to see more. I'm going to see more before I put this man up there. I think once so- we get more spice from him in the next book, I will be able to make my decision fully. But emotionally, he was giving it to me. So Sharissa Weeks, the author, on her she has a a spice scale on her Instagram profile. I saw this. Um, and I'm really excited because I think books two and three, um, they got really spicy and there's um, notations of there that the talk, like we're going to get some dirty talk. And if this Ooh. man is like a commander rip, Ugh. he's on the I list. I can see him being That's like that. That's what I was just thinking. I'm like for him to make it to the white shoes, he's going to have to have commander rip level of dirty talk. I feel like he, he was ready teasing us a little bit when we were getting some of the scenes because he kept talking to her and I was like, is this going to happen? Are, are you going to be that type of person? I hope yeah. so. We haven't had a good dirty talk scene Also, in a while. I really do feel like her spice scale was very accurate. Yes. But you know the what's most weird? accurate. I didn't even miss the spice in this book because I was so drawn in to the story and what was happening 
And I knew it was, I didn't know for sure if it was going to happen in this book, but I was happy with their relationship the way it was and how it was building up. Yeah. They, like, they didn't annoy me as people. No, I agree. Uh, My last note, and it's really just a reflection on all these female characters that we read. They're out in the woods. They're doing their things. They got their nature and their survival skills, and it really makes me feel like I need to step it up. I cannot survive. I wouldn't be able to survive. And I should probably have some kind of knife welding skills. Knife. Wielding. Knifing skills. Wielding. Wielding. Yes, there we go. I should buy some knife wielding skills or at the very least a go bag and like a survival 101 book. So I could be like, hold on, I'm fighting you. Let me just flip through my pages. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, here we go. I'm going to stab and then arc and then do a little foot swipe. But I just feel like how are these – they're just so strong and I am so not so – I love them and I am also intimidated by them. I go through the phase where I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be a badass too. And then I suddenly join up for a gym membership and I never go. And I bought boxing gear and I never started. Like, this is tiring. Yeah. Every single that time I get means- inspired by a book, I start some fucking new shit. And I'm like, ah, one more thing to add that on the means- did not finish pile. That just means you're a Gemini. <laughs> yes. Or, I'm like, I am not, but I I also feel this. Does this mean we all have ADHD because I feel like we hyperfixate and then we're like, nope, never mind. Yeah, that also tracks. Like mentally, I could destroy a White Walker if you came across the wall. Physically, 100%. though? 100%. I couldn't. My delusion has me thinking I could take I could take you. It's like that, that, that sound from TikTok where it's like the really intense like, I can't even replicate it, so I'm not even going to. But then it goes to like the sounds like beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's like, like the recorder playing like the – forget oh, it. We're going to cut the... this out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know I know what you're talking about. Yes. That would be me. That's my brain being like, yeah, badass. And then it's like me, 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 me. Poke. <laughs> I got you, bitch. I got you, bitch. <laughs> that was too great. <laughs> Other thoughts, feels, gals, what do we got? Um, I feel like we didn't talk about Finn. So Finn is her, Reina's first everything. He grew up with her in the, I don't want to call it a village, but I think it is the village. It is a village, um, yeah. It is a village. In the realm. And she asked him to leave and he said, no, I'm not going to leave. And that's why they stopped being together as a couple, but they were still really good friends by the end of it. And I'm like, do we hate him? Do we love him? I was kind of getting... Tamlin and Dane vibes. You see, I kept picturing him as Gale from Hunger Games. Yes. Where he was like her protector, her best friend. He wanted to um, keep her there. But like, there's something up with him because. You know how I know there's something? We thought he was dead, like gone, and his bitch showed back up. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was dead. I I never thought about him, to be honest. Like, I forgot about him because I was so fixated on the witch collector had some suspicious behavior where looking mm-hmm. back at it, you could be like, was this just playfulness or were you intentionally doing this with ulterior motives? And so I don't think we've quite come to see whether it's just innocent you did this thing or it's ulterior motives you remove the god knife on purpose. This right, this thought you have, I have it in the notes so we can talk about it a little okay. bit more. Cool, because I was going to say, let's talk about that because I have thoughts as well. Um, honestly, fuck, I just want someone to claim me with the room and call me theirs because that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. And this is why this man could potentially be on the wide shoes list because without a doubt, he said, 
no, I'm saving you. You're mine. Carves a rune in his body, her body, connecting it back to him. They weren't even fucking at the time. They weren't like any anything really to each other. Take me. Take me now. (laughs) I was going to say knife play with carving. Witchcraft. Bridget. Yes. Bridget. Soulmates. Carve it into my soul. (laughs) Take me. Take, Take me. Whoever you are out there, if you are the witch collector, just come get me, please. <laughs> she takes open arms to the sky above her. <laughs> please take me down. My only thought on this, I'm like, please don't let this be. This is like the matching tattoos for couples. If you get a matching tattoo, this is this is not a grid. You're setting yourself up for yeesh. Oh, see, so no. Just- to me, this is soul claiming. This is we're not, yeah. you're not taking uh, – you're not giving each other some like crap tattoo. It's not a ring. It is not your heart. It's your fucking soul is attached to him. Like if you go to the other side of the, the realm to whatever world she was in, the Shadowlands, he was connected to her and dragged her ass back to the living. That's what I want. Don't we all? I don't know. Some don't people we are all? just like, hey, I've got some Joe Schmo love. No, no. I want this. You want to carve your <laughs> carve my skin open with a knife kind of love. Hey, I asked John and he said no. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we do what we can with what we got. <laughs> now we just have some wedding rings. Lame o. Very lame. Everybody other we haven't heard from one. you too much. What um, were you thinking on this one? So I feel like we're all basically on the same page on this one. So the only note I want to call out is, you know how I know this was good? I wasn't thinking of bad breath or stinky body parts when they were hooking up in the forest the first time. You know, when I was reading that forest scene, I was like, I wonder what Hilda's going to say about this because they've been traveling for days. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't cross my mind. Like, I I wasn't able to suspend disbelief. Like, you know good it's good writing when it's good and it's fantasy it really does take you away and you don't think about real world shit like dirty fingernails and the kind of love where we do not give a shit that you've been walking around and we do not give a shit that you're swimming in shit (laughs) and you're musty and crusty and i'm still here for it you know what i mean you see me at my worst and you still love me i think a note you had also hilda is about the time spent in the magical construct I know you rewrote here too. The middle did did lag a bit, and I'd have to agree. I thought we would never mm-hmm. get out of there. Yeah. I was starting to get concerned like that was how the book was going to end. Like they would just yeah. be in the middle. And I was like, are we leaving? Are we staying? Are we going? What's happening? What's it did happening? take up more of the plot than I would have liked. Okay. Well, we have, di- we have really deep dive into our thoughts and feelings with a lot of chit chat, but you know, it's who we are at our core. Hilda, bring us through the background and world building if you could. Of course. Um, So the first thing, we already mentioned it. Obviously, there's representation for non-speaking people in the book. um, And it comes from Charissa Week um, and her childhood. Her mom was a special education teacher and a music teacher. And so she started learning ASL when Charissa was 10 years old. Um, So I think that's really awesome. The characters live on, I think, we're calling it Teresia, or at least I'm calling it Teresia. That's their land. There is a map at the beginning of the book, which I forgot about and I did not reference. But if you have questions about the locations, you can go reference the map. Witches are in this world are called witch walkers, and they sing their magic in Elikish, the language of the ancient ones. Um, and then you have like different like seers, healers. I think they call them resurrectionists. 
um, and they can control elements like fire, frost, etc. Uh, Raina can't speak or sing, but she's learned to sign her magic via her hands, so via her sign language. And a few people in the village and her friends know it, but not everybody does. Uh, she can bring people back from death, death's door, and she can see as a seer when she scries with her scrying bowl, uh, but nobody really knows this because she doesn't have any witch's marks. And that's how people know the type of magic that the witches have because they have these witch's marks, which at first I had a hard time picturing, but then I figured they were just like some type of tattoo. And so you have different colors and the different colors represent the different types of magic you can have. So then Reyna, again, our main character is really pissed off that eight years ago, her sister, I'm going to say Nephili, it could be Nephel. Um, if somebody wants to let us know what the correct pronunciation is, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, was taken by the witch collector eight years ago, and she is just distraught and devastated because Nephilim's her older sister, and she's just like, fuck the collector, fuck the Frost King, I want my sister, I want to get out of here, I'm going to kill the collector and find some way to get my sister back. But that is not actually what is going on. Because everything's a mess because, of course, there's gods in this world and gods make people do stupid things. So, quick rundown of the gods. There's Neri. Neri is the god of the north. He wanted Asha. Asha is the goddess of the summer lands. The mouse, I have no idea how to say his name, wanted Asha's summer lands. So then Neri decides that he's going to give Asha his army and Asha has a queen that's over her land, who's named Fia. It pissed off Thamos. Thamonos. I have no idea. Not to be confused with Thanos. I kept autocorrecting him to Thanos. Thanos. I think that's the thing that's throwing me off. It kind of looks like Thanos, but it's not. It's literally so, anyways, an N, an M instead of an N. Yes. So it pisses off Thamos, who wanted those summer lands. So then he becomes enemies with Neri. And then Neri basically is like, I'm going to give you this army, but I want Asha to give me her heart. So Asha does because she wants to win or defend her land. And these this land war is going on for years and years and years and years and years. But Asha never really liked Neri, I guess. So she got tired of him and she ended up falling for Colden Moeshka, who was a fighter that was sent to fight in this war. And so... Asha seduces him, but not before Colden caught feelings for Fia. And so when Asha seduces him, she accidentally makes Colden immortal and he gets super pissed and he like chains her up to a mountain um, and he's really hoping that she'll remove the curse. A few years pass and Fia wants to be like, hey, Colden, I'm so sorry uh, that my crazy goddess did this to you. Come over. Let's make up for it. I'll make it up to you. So he goes and he visits and she and Colden again are like obsessed with each other and they're going to go hook up and Asha wasn't supposed to show up, but Asha does show up and she gets super pissed that Neri and she gets super pissed, sorry, that Fia and Colden are together. And so Neri sees this and he's bitter that 
Asha has feelings for Colden. This is really convoluted. It's like a soap opera. And so Asha and Neri make another deal (laughs) where basically Fia becomes like the summer fire queen. Colden becomes the frost king. They both are immortal and then they can never be together because fire and ice just don't mix. It's like a novella. It's totally. It is a Spanish soap opera. So then there's another god named Erden and he is like He's been watching all this shit go on and he's pissed at Thamos because he's like, you're the fucker that started all of this. And so Thamos makes a sorcerer named Undralag to make the god knife, which can kill the gods. And so Thamos gets the knife and he goes and he kills Erdin, but not before Erdin takes the knife and like drives it into him. So he also kills Thamos in the process. So like basically all the gods are dead. Anyway, like a stabby stab war. It's this is nuts. This is nuts. So then Undralag, Undralag, um, his family dies during all of these crazy wars and he's super sad. And so he ends up going to the Shadowlands because he, oh, Undralag is a very powerful sorcerer. He goes to the Shadowlands and he wants to be able to, I don't know, see if he can like bring his family back or something. Um, but when he goes to the Shadowlands, he gets possessed by Neri, remember the frost god or the king of whatever, the god of the north. And so Undralag ends up using runes to control Neri and his body. Um, and so then he ends up becoming the witch collector named Alexis Thebolt. Thebolt. And then Alexis and Colden are best friends, or they become best friends. And so essentially, Colden, the Frost King, is collecting witches so they can sing their magic and protect their borders against the Prince of the East, who just like kind of popped up out of nowhere because that fucker has been messing with shadow magic and he wants to take over the world. And I think that is... Dun, dun, dun. That is why we have this book and the shit has hit the fan because the gods are stupid. It's always Um, the gods trying to like chase after P-U-S-S-Y and I'm like, can we like calm down and act like adults? Are we back to spelling out our words? (laughs) Yes, yes. I forget. I have a toddler and I'm like... Just it just comes out that way. I was gonna say, if the very least you could just call it a pussy. Okay, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to like sort of the main plot points. We have the setup where we learn about Reina and her mom, and they live in this village, and we learn about her best friend Finn, who was her lover, and he has a big family, including his sister Helena who helps uh, Raina train and they're preparing for the upcoming harvest festival. And so several years have passed. Raina's dad passed away and I guess some weird harvesting accident because they harvest a lot of apples in this book. Um, (laughs) So many apples. I didn't realize that apples, like you could make so many things out of apples, but it made like, I mean, you got applesauce, you know, that's, Apple you know that scene in Forrest Gump when he's like talking about <laughs> all the different ways you, you can popcorn cr- shrimp, yeah. you can butterfly yeah. it, you yeah. got <laughs> grilled I shrimp. I felt like it was this was their version, but with apples. Yes. Um <laughs> so uh Raina's father dies, and at some point he was working in a field and they find the knife that he had, and so they give it to Raina. Raina wants to get the fuck out of her village. Again, she wants to kill the Frost King. She wants to kill the Witch Collector. She's bitter that they took uh, Nephili from them. And she wants to find her sister and just like move somewhere else. But also, um, like Raina, mm-hmm. girlfriend, you are a, 
a mere damsel from the village and you're like, I'm going to kill this this Frost King. I'm going to kill the witch collector. Like, did you really think you could? I really was like, okay, you don't have any witch marks, so we don't know if you're powerful. Like, this was straight ego that she was going off of. Like, I can kill all these people and I'm going to do it. Just because she had some, like, a little bit of training from her best friend. And I was very concerned because at that point we didn't know how much training she had had and i was like right this girl's gonna be dead on the floor in two seconds poke i got you bitch that's what she was gonna say so i will say that that i didn't get enough of like why reyna was bitter that's other one of my than thing no yeah well. go, go ahead I was, I was gonna say that how i couldn't figure out like i couldn't justify her hate for them because this is something that every family goes through and she's not the only one that has lost a sibling but she's taking it it's like a personal attack to her wards herself right it's not like yeah. they took her sister and now they went from a life of luxury to a life of destitution like it's not like it impacted their social standing it didn't make their lives worse beyond missing obviously their family member but it, it really to your point like everyone's family has to do this why why are you taking this on to the level at which you were taking this on i'm not quite there yeah so Reyna wants to get out. Obviously, her closest friends know, including Finn. And so she actually goes and sees Finn. Um, and she wants his help in sharpening the knife. So he knows that she has it. And later on, when they're all dancing that night at the Harvest Festival, he kind of like starts getting romantic with her. And he like starts like feeling her up. And she's like, Ooh, I just love that you did a while. Like- romantic way that no one else can see but us and the motherfucker like uses that to take the knife and i think this is the scene that we all wanted to talk about when he did that had major like dane tamlin vibes i was definitely getting more dane than tamlin because i think dane was definitely just trying to like well we know who's protecting her for other reasons but it was that immediate like i'm doing this for your own good like you're gonna get yourself killed It was, but it almost made me wonder. So I was thinking as the book progressed and we had the the Eastlanders, you know. Invade. Destroying. They were the traitors. Yes. yes. I thought maybe he was a traitor. I thought maybe he had done this on purpose. I thought maybe the the way that their family worshipped Neri made them almost some kind of zealous cultists that had aligned with the Eastlanders. And this was his way of, of making sure that she didn't ruin this for them. And I had originally thought actually when – because I think he's described as having red hair or like the family's been described as having red hair. Is that – They're blacksmiths, so they work with fire. I don't know why I thought the the man was a redhead. Wield fire magic. So anyway, when we met a character later on that had red hair, I thought initially like, oh shit, is it Finn? Like is this Finn before we finally got this man's name? I don't know. I thought there was some familial connection there that – so I think that he's working behind the scenes to to protect her in a way all this to say all these are unhinged theories I'm not I don't think they hold any water just the thoughts that were going through my head as I read this the Eastlanders are using mostly fire magic and I can see where you made that connection that maybe his family came from there because he also as a blacksmith can wield fire magic but I think they all can wield like a certain amount of fire magic Uh any type of magic. I guess maybe you're just better at some magic. That I wasn't clear on that. Um, my biggest thing with Finn was I really hate 
um, when you start making decisions for women. Other people. Whether or not you want, it's because it's coming from a place of like, well, I want to protect you. Um, You know, it was a dick move when he said, I love you. Yes. To kind of guilt her into not making any action. I was like, you're an asshole. That was a Tamlin move. That was a fucking Tamlin move. You you see, he's Finn. We don't know. We're not done with Finn yet. We don't know how to feel about you. I knew for sure we weren't done with him when he decided to show back up at the end of the book, but whatever. I mean, did he show up or was he spotted? He was spotted. In a bowl of water and blood, um, which is also, which is the way that Raina scries. Anyways, um, we also know that the witch collector is in the woods. He's like in his witch collector hut and he's preparing to go collect witches. And he plans to grab Raina because they need her serial ability. They know shit's been going down. Um, and so we learn that Colden, um, who shows up, um, and we actually get this whole chapter where like you learn that Colden and Alexis are really good friends. And then you're like, oh, it's the Frost King. Okay. Maybe he's not that bad of a person. But Colden's been having nightmares. He's like, there's some shit brewing. I don't know what's going on. And Alexis is like, okay, well, we'll be careful. So then I guess the next part we'll talk about is the invasion because they get invaded by the, I put here the Easterlings. I don't know if that's correct. I thought it was the Eastlanders. It's Eastlanders. Or is it Eastlanders? Okay. It's okay. Let me fix that. Uh, you notes. also had, he plans to grab Raina because of her sewing abilities. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it for you to say seer abilities. Dang like, autocorrect. You know, I kind of like fucking- sewing abilities. You know how many times I had to correct Alexis's name because I kept spelling it in the conventional way? And I'm like, stop it. I would have just given up. I know what I'm typing. Right, but then you go um, back to read it and you're like, wait a second. Well, it still sounds yeah. the same. Alexis, Alexis. Any case. Alexis. So the invasion happens. The Eastlanders are like ransacking and looting and like setting everything on fire because they're a bunch of assholes. And Alexis sees them and he's like, oh, shit, I have to warn all these villages because he follows this path on his witch collecting day. And he's, you know, he's actually really concerned about Reyna because we come to find out later that he and Nephili are actually really have become really good friends. And Nephili has actually taught him the sign language that they developed so that he can speak with her. We also find out he's like watched her over the years and he keep like pictures her head. Or not her head. Pictures her face her like sometimes. Face. <laughs> just her head. He just sees just her a head. floating head. What a lovely know, a head bob. this girl has. Because <laughs> he had pro- he had apparently promised Nephili that he would never take her sister because, and I guess it goes back to you know Nephili's has left. She's happy to be doing what she's doing, but after their father died, I guess they didn't want their mother to be alone. Is what that is. So. The Eastlanders show up. They're destroying the village. Um, they're destroying all the homes. A bunch of people are dying. Of course, the villagers were kind of like a little drunk because they were celebrating. So they didn't really have time to react. Somehow, in all this craziness, Reyna finds the god knife, which Finn had taken from her. Um, and she actually ends up using it to stab the prince of the East, because that motherfucker showed up in the face with the god knife. And so... He hadn't really, I guess, taken notice of her before, but now he definitely did. And unfortunately, in the craziness, her mom ended up dying. And I hated this part. Oh. Because 
Raina sees that her mom is being attacked. She goes and she is, I guess, handling a scythe. And so she uses that to, like, kill someone. And so, like, she just saves her mother. And just when she thinks her mom is safe, some fucking Eastlander comes and, like, stabs her from behind. And it was was just, like... It was so heartbreaking. And then she tries to use her magic to bring her back. And it wasn't working. Yeah. And and so, also, Alexis got gravely injured um, during this while trying to protect her. And she brings him back. Um, And I think... Uh, to that point, we realize, and Reina also realizes, her mom's kind of a badass. And she sees her wielding all this magic. And we had learned, I think we learned later on, that her parents had met during the watch. And they were almost trained warriors. And so she sees her mom in a light that she didn't actually know. And I wonder if we'll uncover more of that in the next book as well. Like what She clearly had really powerful magic to be able to summon the rains to put out the fires the Eastlanders put in and uh, help protect the village a little bit more than they had already had. And the fact that she was so powerful, she was able to mask um, Raina's powers and her own powers to make it seem like they were not that powerful. So when the witch collector would come to collect the most powerful witches, I don't even know what they call the male witches in this. Like, are they warlocks? Nobody ever said, but who knows? They would just skip over them. Yeah, so I think there's m- way more for us to uncover about her mom and her parents, her li- her lineage, really, than we'll maybe we'll hopefully we'll get in book two. Also, I think the Prince of the East was actually there looking for her because they knew that um, Colden was going to use her to be able to use her seer powers. So he was just trying to kill her, get her out of oh, the way. Wow. And I think once okay. he got stabbed with the or slashed with the knife, he was like, oh. Uh, you have something I need. And then that shows him that he needs her alive. Got it. Okay. I missed that. Something like that. Something like that. That's why we're here. That's why it takes three of us, at least. Three of us speed reading a book will eventually get to one whole book. Someone, one, someone will figure out what happened. So basically, Alexis and Raina are together. He like rescues rescues her and takes care of her the first couple of days that like she's in shock and he's like listen we need to get a winter hold which is their capital we need to like help the witches we need to make sure that colden is fine like we can't let the prince of the east win because you know he's this shady bastard that's gone into the shadowlands he's messing with stuff that he shouldn't be messing with and she's like fine okay well don't really have a choice so they go into the woods but essentially his witch singers no, it's witch walkers, right? Why did I say singers? Because they sing. His witch walkers have be- are basically start using protective magic. And the protective magic is supposed to prevent the Eastlanders from getting to Winterhold. And it, it's using up a bunch of their magic. And it's basically just creating, I don't know, like a really sh- shitty place to visit. And this is basically, I want to say like two thirds of the book is them going through this magical construct and it did lag a little bit but basically the things that are happening here is alexis is like hey nephili will recognize my magical signature so whatever's happening in the magical construct shouldn't really hurt us that much reyna comes to find out she's like oh my sister's not being abused in winterhold and like you guys are friends like mind blown she this whole situation that she had created in her head about her sister being away from the family is actually not that bad. Um, it's really cold in the magical construct because we're in the north. Uh, every now and then a random Eastlander will like pop up 
and like try to kill them. And the Prince of the Yeast uses crows to like spy on people. Not creepy at uh, all. Not creepy at all. So uh, fucking they, creepy. And I love that she enacts her revenge on them any chance she gets. Yes. Oh, wait. You know what we never like really deep dived into? And I'm just going to tangent really quickly is when they were in the first invasion battle and he's injured and he's basically dying and everyone else around her is dead, including her mom. She's like, I see you. And I'm going to let you fucking rot here. And he's begging her to save him because he realizes that she has the ability to resurrect people from the dead. That's what he thinks when he sees her trying to do that with the mom. And so she turns away, walks away. And then she turns around and he like makes one last plea to her. So she heals him and then passes out. And that's why he's taking care of her. But then she turns around and saves his ass multiple times throughout like the magical construct. And I was like, you're the great old not the witcher, but the witch collector. Um, and our girl here is just saving you left and right multiple times. So you got to respect her for that. Yeah, multiple yeah. times. Tangent she done. A lot. She's a badass. She's I like, like her. Oh, you got, a, you got a little frostbite there? Hold on. Let me just rub my hand on that heel. Not only that, he got attacked in the contract within the first like 10 minutes of the journey once they got to the magical part. And it was all dark and she – killed the motherfucker and then healed him while he was like limp on his little horse i like the visual where she leans over <laughs> and was, was like limp <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of like dying and almost dying in the magical construct so and much a lot for having your magical proximity. signature you yeah. know the construct is sort of this like crazy ass maze of Things that are designed to kill you, almost like in, in a yeah. Hunger Games kind of way where the the witch walkers have made this, they've sung their magic to weave this crazy web and there are, to Hilda's point where there's like, it's not going to kill us like that hard, but like it's really going to fucking suck. And so they have to be very mindful of how they weave their way through to get through and constantly <laughs> come across like dead Eastlanders that did not make it through the right way. You know, the way he was talking, it made it seem like he was going to enter and then the seas would part like with – Yes. Is it with Moses? Moses, yeah. So he's <laughs> like, oh, she's going to recognize my magic and we're just going to fucking coast on through And I was here. like, oh, great. The oceans and the, the ice will just part and they'll just be able to walk straight through and get to the other side and go see the sister. But no, they had to go through everything no. just like everybody else. It's just the fact that they didn't get killed immediately. No, she's like, the best I can do is a clearing with some berries. So, you know, where you have at to, it. <laughs> where you get to almost fuck. You're welcome. With me watching, um, which is also, I feel like, was weird. I know. I was like, so you guys are going to do this knowing that your sister just provided this place for you for shelter. And like, is she not watching? I, I Wow. Okay. I had not put voyeurism down as one of the tropes in this book. But maybe we need to rethink that. So throughout all of this, Reyna is catching feels for Alexis. And it does seem like he has a thing for his friend's little sister uh so that's always you know that's a really cute trope that i don't feel like you see you find in romanticy often maybe because it's getting filled with like one bed tropes um but i kind of liked that so eventually they arrive to like this frozen lake area where like all the eastlanders fell in the water and froze to death and then all of a sudden this person is attacking alexis and then we realize it's helena i don't know why i almost screwed up her name um so helena's alive yay if you remember that's like her one of her best friends it's finn's she's finn's little sister 
and uh, she's helped uh, Raina train. And so Helena shows up, but Helena stinks. And Helena her witch markings are gone. like a dead ass Like body. literally stinks. I was imagining, you know, when you go somewhere and you can you smell like mud that has sulfur in it and it smells like rotting eggs. That's what I was imagining. Yeah, because they say that she like smells like brimstone. She smells like death. It was not good. And they're all like gagging as they <laughs> right? are near her. And it, you know, it's and she's like acting point- a little off and her memories aren't that great. But everybody thinks it's just fine. Like the girl like, and that one poor girl's been through it. It's okay. She lost her family, her brother, like, and this is my best friend. Like we have a good connection. Yeah. At one point, Raina is riding behind her on the horse. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she smells terrible. And anyways, we come to find out that somewhere along the way, Helena got possessed by a wraith that's like a spy for the Prince of the East. And Bridget, you had an excellent observation Look, that we I'm would like you say, to share. If it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. Not a human, okay? They spent way too long on this little part. This is the reason why this book did not get five stars for me because I thought it was fucking ridiculous that they spent so many days with her only for the witch collector to be like, oh shit, she's not human. I'm sorry. You have been saying all the things that were adding up from the get-go and you did not trust her, but somehow you decided to travel with her for like four days. Every red flag, they're like, it's a pink flag. It's fine. No problem. Like you are 300 years old, sir. It's just like a rotting yellow egg. Like you've seen some shit. It was, it was. She's not human. Even I was like, honestly, now that she has reappeared, I still don't trust her entirely. So we come to find out that after the invasion, when Reyna stabbed the Prince of the East, um, she dropped the knife or like was lying down next to her. And at some point, Helena found it. So Helena is in possession of the god knife and Reyna sees it. And because she's possessed by a wraith, she ends up getting trapped by the witch walkers. Um, they trap her in like tree roots. It's Nephilim, Nephilim, saving them and trapping her in the roots so they can escape. Apparently, it's a very bad thing to get possessed by a wraith. Like, there's no way that she's coming back from that. And I I agree with you. I want to trust her, but it seems like she went from being a real stinky dead person to like, ta-da! I'm back just like you knew me from before. Right. Suspiciously abandoned me. Nor right. And we never saw what actually happened to spark that abandonment. She just was trapped by roots. And the next thing we know, she's like, and I'm back. And she showed back up. Better than ever. But she does have her witch mark, so that I believe. But it's like, how did you get unpossessed? Like and that. does this mean, though, that she is, like, able to be possessed more quickly in the future? I don't know. Those are some things that I was a little concerned about as well. I was like, okay, this is a walking red flag, but I really like you with the other guy. Um, and I hope you guys end up being a couple. So we shall see. With Ronan. Uh, okay. Ronan. So mm-hmm. what ends up happening is after the whole thing with Helena being trapped in the tree, there's an almost sexy time scene with Alexis and Rena. I forget why it's 
I forget what leads up to it. Um, but eventually there's a stupid fucking crow coming to steal the god knife. And so she ends up butchering the crow, um, but it interrupts sexy time. Also, she's like, the East shows up in her head. Like, she's closing her eyes. She's getting in the moment. And, like, she's about to have an orgasm. And his face pops up in her head. Because he's been able to talk to her through her mind. Every single time she goes to sleep, she sees him. And he, like, gives her messages. So while she was about to have her big O, she said, oh, because she was frightened. And then she, like, was repulsed. I wouldn't say he was giving her messages. I would say that he was like spying on her and keeping an eye on her so he could capture her. Right. I guess messages is wrong because they did have that one conversation. She was like, you're a fucking coward and all that stuff. So he's creeping. They have an open path to communicate, but he's been like using it as a way to like spy. You're correct. Um, Spying is the way to go. I will say that it did annoy me that she never said anything about it. I I was like, the magical construct. You're trusting the witch collector. You're riding with him all this time why are you not telling him that you're able to see what's his face the yeah. prince of the east and then you keep wondering um, like why how things end up happening the way it is because he could fucking see everything that you're seeing it was annoying um so anyways they run into the eastlanders and general vex who's one of i guess the commanders um and he has a guy in his unit named ronin we find out that ronin is actually a spy for colden but vex is an asshole and they get caught by the east this is when non-possessed Helena, I don't know why I'm fucking up her name all of a sudden, shows up. It's because they nickname her Hel, H-E-L, like yeah. Helena, and I think you're having like a Helena issue. That makes uh, sense. Um, Ronan pretends to kill Reyna in this, and the prince actually goes to kill Alexis. But by that point, we have learned that Alexis is Undralug, and yeah, he, he is. has Neri. He has Neri inside of him. And so he is controlling Neri by having a rune on his body. So when Alexis knows that the prince is going to try to kill him, he releases Neri from his body. So then the god knife can't kill him. He just ends up pretending that he's dead. Also, so, because he made the god knife and yes. all of his runes are on it and so it wouldn't be able to kill its maker it's just literally for the gods so that was something that they did not know and why he's still alive so winterhold is invaded and a bunch of the witch walkers and colden are taken prisoner reyna and helena show up to fight but they get caught and they get thrown into like the prisoner caravans but then nary shows up with all of his white wolves and he like freaks everybody out so nary kind of like saves them but he's also like there's no other king in the northlands but me so nary's gonna be causing some shit later on we just don't know what um the prince drags so they're having basically a standoff wait and then nary also tells her um you can tell him we're even i don't owe him any favors and so she thinks he's talking about Colden because, like, she, like, Neri just saved her and Colden. Um, but it turns out she's talking. He's talking about the witch collector because it turns out to be still alive. At this point, she thinks he's dead. Got she it. thinks he's okay. dead because, like, Neri has come out of his body. So she's like, oh my God, when he died, he released Neri by accident. So she's mourning, not realizing right. that. She still thinks he's dead. Yeah, that Alexis sent uh, him to protect her. But Alexis shows up, there's a standoff. And the prince ends up dragging Colden, Nephili, and Reyna into the Shadowlands. Um, and it's really creepy in the Shadowlands, and it's not good. But Alexis ends up carving a rune into her chest. 
that basically says that she is mine, you can't have her, and it helps to pull her out of the Shadowlands. But it only pulls out her anephaly. Colden takes one for the team and he's like, it's too much power if I'm here too. And he kind of like lets himself be taken away. So Colden um, is now prisoner of the Prince of the East, who I think has a name, but I don't remember what it was. So we're going to keep calling him P.O.E. Also, the Prince of the East, he is super powerful because he went to the Shadowlands and stole power from there. And he siphons power from other witches. So he tries to find the most powerful one. And he was planning to keep um, Reyna because she turned out to be super powerful. And he realized that. And so now he has Colden to be the new person he's siphoning power out of. And we know Colden is super powerful as well, even though he had his powers removed from Neri. Well, he had his immortality removed from Neri. From binary, but I don't think he lost his magic. I don't think we know. Oh, okay. If he lost his magic or not, he did because um, he tried so to like strain his muscles to do something, and it wasn't working. Oh, okay. and so he was like, yeah. So Fuck. and she's like, oh shit. And then he's so, like, well, po- give me a, some a sword or a weapon, I'll right? Be and I'll be just deadly. Yeah. Oh, this is true. It's all coming back to me now. So, anyways, to wrap this up, they get to Winterhold, and there's a lot of scenes where. Um, Raina's waking up and what she ends up finding out is Alexis's room and just so we can love him a little bit more um, he has a lot of books yep who doesn't like a well-read man so before Alexis and Raina end up hooking up he needs to confess to her that that rune that he carved into her chest um, is basically like his property label and now like their lives are super intertwined and he understands if she doesn't like it and he understands if you know this is causing her to freak out and he understands it's a whole big deal if she doesn't want it they'll reverse it and she's kind of like well i don't know she seems like she's gonna walk away from him but then they end up having a hot sexy time for real this time and it doesn't get interrupted and they go all night and he says something to her along the lines of like, this is what it's like to be loved by me all night long. And I remember thinking, this is not a bad line. And it didn't make me cringe. <laughs> Tell you, it was so great. I was so happy when we got to this part. And I was like, oh, wow, they're actually gonna have sex and then we're not gonna get cock blocked. Oh, this is amazing. It's a happy ending. It could have been a little bit hotter. Yeah, but it but was like, good. It was a it nice buildup. I felt it was more like romantic versus like mm-hmm. hot and steamy. And I was here for it. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was good it for was who romantic. they were because you know he was so caring with her yes. the entire time. He was gentle with her, and you saw a side of him that you were not expecting. Like I did not expect this man to be so caring from the beginning. He's a caretaker, I'm caring like, oh, and great. considerate. I feel like he was like, I have to tell you these things, also, and- right? Because he didn't want her to be betrayed by himself, even though he was really like Jones mm-hmm. to get her off. But then also he's so upset about the rune thing because he did not ask for her consent before he did it. He just did it and it was eating him up inside. He's like, I'm so sorry. I can reverse it if you do not want it. Just tell me and I'll do it. And she was just like, eh, we'll see. Yeah, she's like, I don't, know, I don't know how much I hate this yet. So we'll see. I and do then, like that it's reversible. Yes. And then he's a good guy. He's when a good guy. the sister asks, oh, can you check to make sure that my brother, like just look to see my brother where he is so we know if he's dead or not. And when we find out he's alive – she doesn't even tell him he's alive. I guess he finds out from someone else and he goes up to her. And he goes, I understand if this will change things. And she's like, no, it doesn't. 
who is this fucking man and why is he so goddamn considerate? Loved it. But I also loved that she was not this torn, emotionally devastated yeah. female character. She'd be like, oh my God, this character who like showed me mediocre levels of love is alive and I must abandon everything I've known for the last, I don't know, like week that we've been in the construct. Was, it really was a week. I was trying to figure out the timeline and then we got to the end was and I was like, oh shit, week? it's just one week. It's one It really week. felt it felt like they were in there forever. Well, because they're fighting yeah. for their lives every second they are in there. Yeah. It's the pacing, the, the pacing on that, I will say, wasn't great. This is why I give it four out of five stars because the magical construct, it kind of threw me. Still excellent, though. Um, I think that's the whole point. It was supposed to throw you because it was throwing them and they couldn't figure out what was real, what's not real, how long they're in there. I think it served its purpose. We're just very impatient people. Well, I mean – Yes, but neither here nor there. I didn't like it. One of the things I forgot to mention, so after all these years, um, Colden is not hung up on Fia um, because he's been boinking Nephili this whole time or for a very long time. So anyways, obviously Nephili's a little bit heartbroken. Alexis is like, riles up everybody in Winterhold. He's like, hey, I we need to go save our king. Um, I don't expect any of you to come with me. Um, if you don't feel obligated to, but I like, I need to go save my friend. And so the book basically ends with them deciding that they're going to go out to the Eastern lands or the East lands to go save Colden. Um, but not before Raina scries and she finds out that, that a bunch of people are still alive, including Finn and his father. And that is, uh, book one of, uh, the witch walker series, the witch collector. Yep. They ride off to go fight the good fight and we'll see. How that works out for everyone. I think it's safe to say we enjoyed this book way more than we thought we did. And we'd love to hear from you guys whether you've read it. Did you love it? Did you feel as strongly as we did? Are these like – are these cr- like crush loves? Like are we – is this a crush or are we in love with this book? I can't tell. Can't tell yet. We're still in the thick of it. So please head over to find us on Instagram and TikTok at booktalkmeanme underscore pod. And we'd love to know – are you in love? Are you in lust? Where are we with this book? Have you read it? Like I have to know because I just feel like this is not talked about as much and it needs to be talked about, people. So It's a crush, but I'm starting to see a future. So and really- I'm a hopeful bitch sometimes. <laughs> and this is it. This is what I'm oh, hopeful so- bitch. <laughs> so I my say dream- cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Bridget says hopeful bitch. Yeah, I am who I am and that is what I am right now. <laughs> If my dreams are crushed, it's because it didn't live up to its potential. Oh, I thought you were going to be – because I was not not, a hopeful bitch. (laughs) No, not because I didn't try. (laughs) Not because she didn't want to love. Uh, We hope – I really hope we're not eating our words by the next book. We'll see. Obviously, none of us have started it by the time we've recorded this. Um, So if you know – I don't know. (laughs) You know the fate better than we do. Um, before we go, we just want to give a quick hurricane shout out to everyone dealing with the aftermath, the fallout, or continuously going through Hurricane Adalia on the West Peninsula, West side, upper West side, the big, big bend. bend. There we go. I couldn't think of big that, bend. that, that area in Florida as Southern Floridians, we are no strangers to the dangers of hurricanes and waters and wind and what that does to us. So our thoughts and prayers and love are with you. 
And if there are readers or listeners who need support, please reach out to us and we'll figure out what we can do to mobilize the Book Talk Made Me Army to help you. Uh, So we hope that everyone is doing well. We hope you're reading this book along with us. And we'll catch you next time for book two. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye.